drive-by media. That's what Rush Limbaugh called them, huh? The biased, silly, superficial, never have time for anything, never can go in depth. They just name call and move on, right? Protect Democrats and leave the rest to who cares? They're just out for themselves. It's really been highlighted beautifully by the Robert Hur report into Joe Biden and the classified documents. This man did such a public service for America. Um, no one, however, is reading the report. Really is interesting. You know, they're still talking about, oh, Joe Biden has no memory. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. That is, in a way, besides the point. It really is. There is so much in this thing that we need to digest and comprehend and share and aggressively say we can't stand for this. There is a little bit of demonization going on because he did a great report. Uh, Robert Hur is now public enemy number one, actually, right? He's just a Trumper. Well, the day Merrick Garland appointed him, he seemed to be pretty impressed. Mr. Hur has a long and distinguished career as a prosecutor. In 2003, he joined the department's criminal division where he worked on counterterrorism, corporate fraud, and appellate matters. From 2007 until 2014, Mr. Hur served as an assistant U.S. attorney for the District of Maryland, where he prosecuted matters ranging from violent crime to financial fraud. All right, so it goes on in like 2017, this. Hur has every credential in the book for a big job like this, and they loved him then, but he produced a report with real teeth. And now he's nothing but a Trumper, right? Well, again, he did the right thing. And all right, First, we're going to go into some theory and then the actual goods that he's got in this report. We've been doing it for days. There's still more to cover. But this is what Joe Biden did wrong at the get-go. The very first thing he does is issue a statement to these guys. If I had seen any marked classified documents in my home or office between the time when I was serving as vice president and president, I would have immediately returned them to the U.S. government. That's what he tells them right off the bat. This statement is in the report to counsel through Joe's lawyers. This is what he said. And it took them about probably six minutes to know that this was not true. He had classified stuff all over the place, top secret stuff that he had to have seen. And in painstaking detail, they illustrate how Joe could not have missed this material. And that's why right off the bat, they hit Joe and they hit him hard. Forget his denials. Conclusion number one, President Biden willfully retained and disclosed classified materials after his vice presidency when he was a private citizen. And you hear that word willfully. Well, they define it a little bit later in the report. What does it mean? It sounds pretty serious, but let's go. Willfully is when a defendant acts with knowledge that his conduct was unlawful. Isn't that something? Joe Biden retained this stuff, disclosed this stuff to unauthorized people, and he knew it was wrong. He knew it. Now, there are a couple of things that we need to clarify because the fake news, the, they use these things interchangeably. Well, they don't really anymore. They're done talking about this. But there are two types of classified material Joe was reckless with, okay? Marked classified material. That would be, say, a file made by the Department of Homeland Security or the Central Intelligence Agency or the Department of um, uh, National Intelligence. And it's like, okay, this is a, a guide to uh, weapon systems in Afghanistan. This is how many terrorists we think there are uh, wanting to kill us in Europe right now. Stuff like that, prepared by somebody else. This stuff was all over his house, office, garage. 
Now, there was another type of classified material, uh, notebooks, all right? Joe writing classified information into his notebook. Um, may seem kind of harmless a notebook, but if you're in the situation room and you're writing stuff down, that stuff becomes classified right away. They even have a picture of Joe putting in one of those notebooks with all kinds of classified stuff in it into his suitcase at the end of a workday. Uh, I mean, they got him red-handed. He's not supposed to be doing this stuff. Um, and the material is very sensitive material. This is how they characterized it. Um, let's go through it here. Number one uh, in there was U.S. intelligence sources, methods, and capabilities, U.S. intelligence activities, the activities of foreign intelligence services, uh, U.S. military programs and capabilities, foreign military programs and capabilities, plans and capabilities of foreign terrorist organizations. And if any of this stuff fell into the wrong hands, it could do very grave and serious damage to our national security. I don't think that that has been fully taken in by the American people. Joe Biden is guilty of what they falsely accused Donald Trump of. And of course, what are they doing? Trying to blame the underlings, the little guy, the staff members, and attention of former Joe Biden staff members. Are you going to take this? Do you take responsibility for at least being careless with classified material? I take responsibility for not having seen exactly what my staff was doing. The report states this clearly, that this was likely a result of inadvertent packing by staff. He was saying staff was clearly involved, responsible for the packing. We don't see presidents and vice presidents during transitions packing boxes. Uh, but he recognizes now when he looks back on it, maybe more involvement on his part was necessary because it didn't go the way he thought it should have gone. All right, as I already pointed out, Joe Biden was actually seen packing boxes as vice president and loading those boxes onto a truck. All right. And throughout this report, um, staff members of Joe Biden know that Joe is reckless with this material and they are trying to do something about it. They're trying to stop him. They're trying to gain control of him. I want to go back to the report. Uh, many, while many members of Mr. Biden's staff sought to ensure that classified information was handled and stored properly, the Office of Vice President as a whole was unable to account for all the classified material Biden received and retained. It goes on. Mr. Biden was known to remove and keep classified material from his briefing books for future use, and his staff struggled and sometimes failed to retrieve these materials. The executive secretary team sought to retrieve Mr. Biden's classified briefing books every day, but could not always do so. He would keep them. On occasion, he removed one or more briefing memos from the classified briefing book before returning it. You're not supposed to do this stuff. And in 2010, the executive secretary team raised concerns about the number of classified briefing books that Mr. Biden had not returned. And the fact that even when they were returned, some of the content was missing. Now, how many? In June of 2010, when nearly 30 of the classified briefing books from the first six months of 2010 were outstanding, just floating around somewhere. Now, we know that Joe is a bit of a mooch, right? He's a cheapskate, and he likes to stay in other people's houses for free. In 2010, Joe was doing that. In the Hamptons, playground of the super beautiful and the mega rich, he went to some guy's house for August, a house worth $24 million, 
owned by a guy named David, a big-time LGBTQIA activist and donor. Biden stayed there, yeah, for free in August of 2010. And guess what? He left a great big top-secret classified book in the House. In August of 2010, Mr. Biden failed to return top-secret, sensitive, compartmented information, also referred to as code word, contents of a classified briefing book that he had received during a trip to the Hamptons in New York. And where is it now? Unable to determine whether these documents were ever recovered. It's in that rich billionaire's house. Still, I'm sure they said somebody, Joe lost the stuff. How could he lose it? How could he? Man is reckless. The man is out of control. He's writing stuff down and taking it home. That is the situation room. You're not allowed to do it. And everybody in that room knows it. Also, you know those no cards that Joe's walking around with? A lot of them are classified. And he knows that. And so does his staff. So Joe is vice president of the United States, being Joe Biden, playing by his own rules, being very arrogant, yelling at staff. And there's a near revolt among the staff. There's an email from an anonymous staff member, anonymous to us. They know his name. Listen to this. From the report, an email that they uncovered. On October 18th of 2016, in the office of the vice president's National Security Affairs Office, there began a discussion of the use and disposition of the vice president's notes. These notes, which are currently being stored in the EEOB, that's the big building next to the White House, uh, room 2091, contained classified information that is co-mingled with personal notes of the vice president. They cover a span of several years. None of the notes have classification markings or are otherwise indicated as containing classified information. But the determination of classified content was made by the Deputy National Security Advisor after reviewing the content. Hmm. Kristen Bakatik, the Vice President's Executive Secretary, insists that the notes belong to the vice president and should be made available to him without restriction. She has indicated that she is aware that these notes will be used during the book writing process, but she is confident that he, the vice president, understands which information is classified and which information is not. Kristen has stated that these notes should not be subjected to the regulations of the Presidential Records Act because they fall under the category of personal notes, but she is wrong. She has stated that the vice president can keep these notes, including the classified portions, without redaction after the administration has ended. This person says no way, by the way. She has repeatedly stated that his position as the vice president of the U.S. excludes him from the guidance that other members of the administration are required to adhere to. I do not agree with Kristen. I believe these records are being mishandled. However, Kristen is my superior officer, and I am not in a position to challenge her authority. So she writes this email. I have requested to not participate, not be a participant uh, in any project or meetings that involve these records. Not participate to not participant. I wonder if that's our typo or hers. Anyway, uh, she knows something's up. And so does Joe. So does Joe. More when I come back. And Barack Obama, boy, did he have this guy's number. Be right back. (music) 
How's this for a sketchy exchange? This is a couple of months after Joe left the vice presidency. He's talking to his ghostwriter. Do you have any idea what the hell I'm saying here? Less on the number of what? Isn't that awful? He's reading his own penmanship, trying to in these notebooks. The ghostwriter says something, number, something, quality, I can't. Joe Biden, some of this may be classified, so be careful. Uh, the ghostwriter, okay. Joe Biden, I'm not sure. It isn't marked classified, but <laughs> he knows it's classified. Uh, Mr. Biden, uh, I have extensive notes over this period of time. The ghostwriter, oh, you actually have those here? Joe Biden, yeah, now there's a lot of other notes too, but I mean, this is my, they didn't even know I have this. Some of this stuff I'm not, you know, going, it's classified stuff. He knows it's classified. He knows he shouldn't be showing it to anybody. He shouldn't even have it. This is what they call uh, lawyers, if you listen to them long enough, mens rea, state of mind in Latin, I believe. Why can't they just say that? But uh, what was Joe thinking? Joe has cognizance of guilt, right? This is the willful part. He knows he shouldn't have it. Now, you've seen the pictures of the classified stuff in the garage, right? We all have, and they're horrifying. But you got to realize this first. It wasn't just loaded up in the garage. I got stuff in my garage I don't know about, right? You forget about. But that box, the FBI determined, was in the house for a long time. You see under the ball cap there, the blue cap? That's the same box you just saw in the garage. And it has all kinds of secret stuff in it. But not just secret stuff. It has the stuff of Joe's everyday life. So they know, these investigators know that Joe knows he has marked classified material at his house. And like we showed at the top of the show, Joe said he'd always turn it over. If he ever found any, he would right away. They know that's not true. And that's why this report is so damning. And they really, really, all right, let's take a look at what's in that box. Now, the first thing we're going to see, okay, take a look at the, hold on a second, stop everything. I don't want to see all these things pop up. The facts first folder. You see that? That's about Afghanistan, and it's classified. It's very, very sensitive stuff. Uh, but what else is in this box? The manila envelope with retirement and health insurance information, uh, a, a, a Bo Biden folder, a white financial information binder. I'm at the top now, uh, top right. Sign contracts with Penn, the Penn Biden Center, and CAA. A speech called Short Termerism that he gave at the University of Delaware. And in the lower right, a contract with the Washington Speakers Bureau. All that stuff he had to be accessing. They know he was. And they know that he had to have seen the classified stuff. And he just sat on it. He didn't give it back because he wanted it. He needed it so he could make his books better so we could get an $8 million contract. You see how that works? And it's pretty crummy. It's very, very serious. Just how serious? Page 132. The unauthorized disclosure of this information, both today and in 2017, when Mr. Biden was no longer vice president, reasonably could be expected to cause exceptionally grave damage to the national security. Also this, unauthorized disclosure of this information in 2017 when Mr. Biden was no longer vice president and still today reasonably could be expected to cause serious damage to the national security. Those are very serious words. Joe Biden was supposed to be good at this stuff, right? All of his experience. But it's all about him. It's all about his reputation, his legacy, and, oh, which he does not deserve.
you know, Joe Biden was wrong on the, I think, the biggest foreign policy issue of our time, Iraq and Afghanistan. But let's start with Iraq. You know, the country we invaded because Joe and a lot of other people voted for it in the United States Senate, the country that did not have weapons of mass destruction. The only way, the only way we're going to get rid of Saddam Hussein is we're going to end up having to start it alone, start it alone, and it's going to require guys like you in uniform to be back on foot in the desert taking the son of uh, the uh, taking Saddam down. You know it and I know it. Saddam is dangerous. The world would be a better place without him. But the reason he poses a growing danger to the United States and its allies is that he possesses chemical and biological weapons. Mr. President, I will vote for the, uh, the Lieberman-Warner Amendment to authorize the use of military force against Iraq. All right. It's one of the many reasons why I'm not impressed with Joe Biden. It's also one of the many reasons why Barack Obama is not impressed with Joe Biden. I have very little regard for Barack Obama. However, there was this. Before he was a United States senator, back in 2002, he's just state senator nobody in Illinois. He had a few things to say about the pending war in Iraq. And I agreed with him then, and I agree with him now. I don't oppose war in all circumstances. And when I look out over this crowd today, I know there is no shortage of patriots or patriotism. What I do oppose is a dumb war. Uh, he was right about Iraq. So <laughs> through a fluke, he becomes president of the United States. At that point, he's the next president of the United States and links up with Joe Biden. Now, Joe, you know, he's been in politics for 50 years. He must know a lot more than, than Barack Obama. No, uh, Obama had no regard for him because of moments like that, because Joe was always wrong. So where does that leave us? Joe was like the one guy in the administration who opposed a surge of troops in Afghanistan in 2009. Everybody thought Joe was wrong, and at the time, Joe was wrong. So he wrote a memo, the most bizarre memo, a handwritten 40-page memo from him to the president. It was so weird. I know it's hard to read, but this is the cover page right here, 25 pages, including the cover. I will send in two sections. 13, then 13 pages. Please call after each section to confirm receipt. And that document is legible. Please call after each section. So Joe has given Barack Obama a reading assignment. And he makes the case why we should not surge troops in Afghanistan. Why would he write that? Why not put it, you know, on like a computer, like a normal person? And they have secret computers. Why he didn't want to do that is because... He wanted credit. He wanted, he didn't really care about the policy. He just wanted to be right. If he really cared about the policy, he wouldn't care if people are forwarding it to each other, people with classified clearance. And that might actually change the conversation. No, Joe just wanted credit. He wanted, and he wanted everybody to know on every single page of that, that this is his idea and history would prove him right. It really is revealing. Harry Truman once said this. Um, it is amazing what you can accomplish if you do not care who gets the credit. Throughout Joe Biden's life, and it is so apparent in this, in this investigation that I've been harping on, Joe is all about Joe. 
And that's why he took the documents that he took, to enhance his reputation, to enhance his earning potential at the risk of the country. And it's absolutely despicable. More to come from this baby. It's a doozy. I'll be right back. Information. Truth. Is freedom. Is Newsmax. It's real news for real people. Again, as Mr. Herr, who was a Trump-appointed United States attorney who spoke from the podium in the Trump administration, in the Trump White House. This is a partisan attack. They think this is a Trump-appointed special prosecutor who couldn't find any evidence of actual criminality and so decided to go to the kind of court of public opinion instead. Rob Herr, who is a lifelong Republican and was a appointee in the Trump Justice Department. Special counsel was Trump appointed uh, and that he is not a doctor, he is a lawyer, and that the things that the special counsel have written about Biden's mental capacity, he doesn't actually have the authority to say. You have to be a doctor to find out that somebody is too out of it to be president of the United States. How about that Trump appointed stuff? They love it when, say, uh, Christopher Ray is Trump appointed. You got to trust the FBI because he's Trump appointed. How about that? We are joined by Fred Flights, vice chair of the Center for America Security uh, for the America First Policy Institute, and Joe DeGenova, the legendary former U.S. attorney for Washington, D.C. Joe, first, I see immense criminal exposure for Joe Biden, um, but official Washington is desperately trying to change the subject and make this all about uh, what they see as below-the-belt comments. Forget the below-the-belt comments. It's the substance of this report where Joe Biden is vulnerable. Uh, let's make no mistake about it. Joe Biden started stealing, underscore stealing, classified information in 1974. He continued to steal documents while he was the vice president of the United States and took them to unsecure locations in Virginia, in Delaware, in Washington, D.C. He did it as a private citizen. And so the record is abundantly clear. President Biden committed crimes beginning in 1974, and he continued to commit them while he was president of the United States now because he only revealed them because he was forced to do so. You know, um, if you look at the pictures, if you look at it all and you compare it to what Donald Trump did, Donald Trump put these documents in a beautiful, perhaps the most exclusive place in the country outside of the White House, Mar-a-Lago, which is under Secret Service protection. Fred, the intelligence community, I mean, the real intelligence community, what are these guys saying to themselves if they go ahead and read this thing? This is bad stuff. They know that, right? They do. And I want to point out, you really have an extraordinary panel here. Joe DeGeneva was on the Senate Intelligence Committee. I was on the House Intelligence Committee staff. And we know how sensitive this material is. And I think we can speak to how horrified uh, members of the intelligence community are when they read this. Biden said these documents were locked away in cabinets in his house. The report <laughs> says that's not the case. Here's a picture of these documents in a deteriorating box in his garage. The report said documents were found in the drawers of his office and den. It also says that when he, when he was vice president, he would take classified documents out of a binder that was supposed to be returned at the end of the day, and his staff couldn't find them. 
He, he said sometimes documents were found in his briefcase and on his person. So as Joe said, this man was stealing classified information for many decades. And this report uh, details this fairly accurately, I think. You know, and I think her and his staff, they're offended by Joe Biden. They're offended by his denials because they know he, they're being lied to. And that box in the garage, by the way, had the Afghanistan stuff, but it also had like, you know, basic things that Joe Biden might use, especially in early 2017, his contract with the Speaker's Bureau, uh, his contract with the book publisher. And that box was actually inside the house for a long time. Joe, anything else you care to share? And what about that? I really do think that he offended on some sort of personal level and professional level the investigators and Mr. Hur. Well, I don't think there's any doubt about that. I think that they were confounded when they heard the president of the United States lie to them, blatantly lie. Remember, these these are professional investigators, and they know the importance of classified information. The president told us how irresponsible it was for President Trump to keep it under lock and key with Secret Service protection. And yet there he was stealing, I underscore, stealing classified documents of the highest order from 1974 onward. These investigators, Mr. Herr and his assistants, knew that. They were deeply offended. And I think they wrote the report in large part to show exactly what he had done and to in some way make it known that this man should not be handling classified information or have access to it now. And Fred, what does this say about official Washington, the official Washington that is quiet now and that was so completely outraged and devastated by what Donald Trump did with those documents we mentioned, having them under lock and key in Mar-a-Lago, Secret Service protection, and having a very valid case to take those documents with him post presidency. None of that stuff exists for Joe Biden, yet they're quiet and they were outraged then. I think their credibility goes down even further. There's a lot of double standards here. The documents of Mar-a-Lago were locked in a room and they were removed from the White House, uh, not secretly. The, the, The National Archive knew they were being removed, supervised these documents being removed. Another argument has been every president does it classified documents were found among Mike Pence's documents. That clearly was done by accident. But what happened at at Joe Biden's home, these documents apparently were everywhere. They were not locked away. As I said, they they were found in desk drawers. I think they were there because Joe Biden wanted access to these documents, probably for his memoirs. Maybe he wanted to consult them when something came up on television. And at the end of the day, it just says, Joe Biden didn't think the rules applied to him. They apply to everyone else. You know, those documents, I, you know, I, I thought, well, maybe people took classified documents home so they could study them and really know what they're dealing with in terms of making decisions, the enemy. Uh, Joe, these are all for him, his own uh, personal greed, the book contract, his political future, making sure his legacy is intact. It had nothing to do with the country, all about Joe. The, the clear evidence shows you're absolutely right, Greg. These were taken for personal and profit reasons. He abused the classified information system for his own financial aggrandizement. This is part of the, the famous Biden grift. This is what they do. They break the rules. They change the rules. In this case, 
He broke the classified information rules, which are enshrined in the United States Code. Uh, I see it. I see it. Anybody who doubts that can read the report. It is amazing. They're desperately trying to change the subject. But this report exists, and I think the ramifications of it, uh, we've yet to actually figure out what those are going to be. Fred Flights, Joe DeGeneva, thank you again very much. Check out the America First Policy Institute, and we'll be right back. A damning new audio recording appears to be the clearest evidence yet of his alleged wrongdoing. To hear it, I think, really just drives home and it undercuts everything that Trump has been saying. It's classified material, and he's nevertheless showing it to people who are absolutely not cleared to see it at this meeting, at his golf course. But this is definitely the kind of thing that sounds like it should end up in a federal criminal indictment. I'll give you that. Nah, it was actually no big deal at all. I'm going to play the tape that they're hyperventilating hyperventilating about from back in June of 2023. Um, it was Trump making jokes about Hillary Clinton and Anthony Weiner. And oh, imagine that. It was nothing. Compare it to Joe Biden reading classified information. What does it say? Word for word? At least three times Mr. Biden read from classified entries aloud to his ghostwriter nearly verbatim classified stuff about meetings in the Situation Room and beyond. There is no comparison whatsoever. Eric Eggers joins us, Vice President of Government Accountability Institute. Welcome back, Eric, and Ben Weingarten, Senior Contributor at The Federalist. Um, welcome, gentlemen. Quite frankly, very few people have been all over this um, uh, Robert Hur report like the three of us. Um, I, it's, it's actually very disappointing to me, Ben, how conservative media are kind of blowing it off because the New York Times isn't making a big deal about it and they're just focused on what they see as below-the-belt comments. I think this thing is a treasure trove uh, of, 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 of facts that indicate Joe Biden's corruption, Ben. You're right. And in some ways, this notion of, well, the gratuitous comments about the fact that the president's senile in some ways served to his benefit because they overshadowed the fact that in painstaking detail, the report shows that this lifelong swamp creature was totally and completely reckless and cavalier with the most sensitive, highly classified information for years, for many years. And of course, we're talking about hundreds of pages of classified materials in certain instances concerning everything from Afghanistan to Ukraine to China, Iraq and beyond. And these were documents from not just his time as vice president, but also as a U.S. senator. And of course, there's a huge distinction between what a vice president and a U.S. senator can have access to and then take home with them, including post office, and what a president has the ability to have custody over. So it's a massive, massive story. There's also, let's note, the destruction of the tapes, the audio recordings themselves, by the author in question. He gets off scot-free as well. So there's egg on the DOJ's face here as well, that their whole argument is, well, we're going to prove to you all of the illegal things that the president engaged in, but we're going to let him go because of senility, because a jury won't buy it. That is simply bunk in my view, and it points to the glaring double standard at the core of these documents scandals. Well, they were able to recover that digital audio file, which that is the thing that I'm anxious to hear, not the transcript, that thing. 
And I actually think her did a very good report, and I'm okay with his recommendations. But, Eric, anything you care to add? And uh, what about the big, dumb, lazy media? There is so much in here, the dominant media, and they're blowing it off. And it's back to, oh, Trump said something outrageous, and Joe Biden said something about that, and Nikki Haley. It's all the trivial, you know, day-to-day -day horse race stuff. Yeah, you mentioned the New York Times. I read an op-ed in which the New York Times reminded us that there's a difference between forgetting with a lowercase f and forgetting with a capital F. And unfortunately, I think Joe Biden gets an F all around whatever font you want to use in terms of like guarding national secrets and also just being an upstanding president. I think if there's a common link, Greg, between this story and what we've spoken about a lot of times, which is the Hunter Biden scandal, it's that Joe Biden and the Bidens are essentially selling access to the White House. To me, that's one of the big takeaways from this. So he had classified information. What was he doing with it? He was giving it to his ghostwriter. Those memoirs of Joe Biden, that book wasn't given away for free. So essentially, Joe Biden was leveraging classified information on behalf of something that would make his family money. And unfortunately, that's un consistent with what the Bidens have done. You know, Tony Bobolinsky spoke at the Capitol today about essentially how the Bidens have done that numerous times over. But you're right, he was sloppy. And so if you combine the fact that we now know that numerous foreign threats were attempting to essentially bribe the Bidens to gain access to our intelligence, we now know that Joe Biden is willing to give away access to our intelligence, to give away access to classified information if it means the Bidens are going to make money off of it. That's what he was doing with his ghostwriter. That's what the Biden family has done for years. It is amazing to watch you say all that stuff, and you look just like Hunter Biden. I've always thought that about you, Mr. Eggers. You, uh, there is a strong resemblance. You are better and cleaner looking. Um, all right, Tony Bobolinsky. Here he is from, actually, this is all the way back in 2020, just before the big debate. Take a look. I was introduced to Joe Biden by Jim Biden and Hunter Biden. At, approx and a, at my approximately hour-long meeting with Joe that night, we discussed the Biden's history the Biden's family business plans with the Chinese, with which he was plainly familiar, at least at a high level. On numerous occasions, it was made clear to me that Joe Biden's involvement was not to be mentioned in writing, but only face to face. He made that case publicly. I know he was interviewed, I think, by the FBI once, and he went on the Tucker Carlson show. He's back in front of Comer, and I'm hearing things, familiar things from the Oversight Committee. Um, ben, what does this mean that he's telling his story again today? I like Bobolinsky. I think he's got the goods on the Bidens, but he's been around now for a long time, and his story has not really moved the needle, or has it? Well, what's troubling about the whole scandal is how much has been out there for years about the Biden family's influence peddling. And I think the purpose of this testimony was to sort of tie a bow on what all of the sympathetic Biden world figures have testified about the monetization of the Biden family name and Joe Biden's office. I thought his introductory remarks were very compelling, where he's talking about the fact, point blank, the Bidens sold out the country to our adversaries, including communist China. Joe Biden knew about it. He also raises the fact that there should be not only FARA charges potentially brought, but also bribery charges as well. And apparently during the hearing, as is customary now, Democrats harass the witness. One other thing that Bobolinsky said is that the DOJ and FBI were totally unconcerned with, uninterested in what he had to say for all these years. That's another part of the impeachment inquiry, is the DOJ and FBI obstructing 
an investigation into Hunter and Joe Biden. So we'll see if ultimately there are any new revelations. But I think this is kind of an exclamation point on the impeachment inquiry. Finally, real quick, Eric, final thoughts. Um, you know, the whole system has kind of rallied around to destroy Trump and to support and buttress Joe Biden. It hasn't worked. And I sense that the whole kind of effort is crumbling. And they are, I mean, maybe not right now, but it's in the process. The dam, you know, it's leaking. Uh, am I wrong? I don't think you're wrong. There's a reason we hear whispers about Gavin Newsom, who was featured prominently during the Super Bowl with Frank Luntz. There's a reason you hear whispers about J.B. Pritzker. Uh, I think that they're looking for any excuse, whether it's Joe Biden's senility or his corruption, which I think Tony Bobolinsky, to Ben's point, uh, helped elucidate in greater detail today. We now know because of what Tony Bobolinsky said, think about this, that it's national security threats to the United States. People who have been accused of bribery elsewhere were the ones trying to worm their way into the Biden orbit. They're trying to essentially gather intelligence on the United States government. And Joe Biden was a complicit partner in it. So whether that's a reason, and there's been cross tabs and polls that show that the American people are willing to vote against Joe Biden, if they think he personally profited off of that business. Tony Bobolinsky said today that he did. So I think that there's a, a lot of compelling evidence to want to maybe make a move from Joe Biden. Maybe this helps move the needle in that direction. Everybody should check out the Drill Down podcast of Eric Eggers. He does it with Peter Schweitzer. Sorry about the uh, comparison to Hunter. Well, I'd just like me. to say that we've been convicted of the same number of felonies, Greg, and that's important. <laughs> okay, call the cops. I'll like it. Uh, wait, what do you mean by that? Oh, zero, right? Right. Zero. Got it, got it, got it. And Ben Weingarten, took me a moment. Uh, thank you, sir, very much. Check him out at The Federalist and also Real Clear Investigations, editor-at-large. We'll be right back. Our approach to managing the borders securely and humanely, even within our fundamentally broken immigration system, is working. Liar! Oh, boy. He got spanked inappropriately so just tonight, impeached by the House of Representatives. That doesn't happen very often. Here's Speaker Johnson making it official, finally. On this vote, the yeas are 214 and the nays are 213. The resolution is adopted. All right. Fantastic. I guess it goes to the Senate and uh, Democrats rule the Senate, so he's not going to be removed from office. But it's significant, symbolic, had to be done. Uh, they should have had their act, you know, together last week when they tried it the first time. But I think it's a step in the right direction. Needed to be done. Mayorkas is totally blowing off his responsibilities. All right. How's this for weird? We know Joe Biden's odd, but this was strange even for him. For no apparent reason, he's having lunch with three people and a meandering conversation that goes pretty much nowhere. Nice kids, but, and check out the menu. Well, I mean, you got chicken fingers, you got, you got the whole deal. <laughs> I went the route of making sure I had the hamburger. I, I don't know what's happening. The mumbling, nobody really gets what's happening here. It makes no sense. The kids are confused. I'm confused. Are you confused? Keep going. So tell me about you guys. What you doing these days? Why don't you share about your passion of sports? I'm playing AAU basketball right now. Are you really? Are you guard? Yes, sir. Now, what grade are you in? Seventh grade. Seventh grade. 
Right now, I'm just doing basketball, playing guard on the JV team for my school. How about the school? How are y'all doing in school? You should tell the president about the school. Favorite thing about it is the business academy I'm in. You get to like travel, so we've been to like NC State, uh, Wake Tech, and we. You're kidding me. Yeah, we went to this small dry cleaning business, and it's just it's cool. It's a great experience. I'm impressed. It's not that big a deal. Sorry, he went to North Carolina once, and why is that guy interpreting? Joe Biden needs an interpreter, apparently. All right, one more. Is that a new program in the school? Yes, sir, it is. It just started just a couple of years ago. You know how much this guy loves you. Yeah. You just feel it, can't you? Yes, yeah, sir. Your dad jumped in front of a bull for you. By the way, we dads are hard to raise once you're a teenager. We're hard to raise, so you got to be patient with us, you know what I mean? And then it's full gibberish mode. Nobody knows what he's talking about. Those kids! are nice kids, but even they're as confused as I am. What is this all about? What is the point? Where are we? And uh, this is not presidential. It's not even... Anyway, sorry, kids. I hope you had a nice ride home. And I think we're out of time. I'll be right back. Hey, the magazine, Newsmax magazine. Joe Biden's on the cover, huh? One of these days, I'm going to make the cover of Newsmax magazine. What do you think, huh? Uh, anyway, it's an important issue. It's all about Joe Biden's brain. It's the fact that we've got a special report, Joe Biden's brain. Uh, we talked to top medical experts about the president's ability or lack of ability to govern. We talked to a White House doctor, former White House doctor, who has actually treated Joe Biden in the past. What he says will surprise you. Uh, with these questions, we even look at who might replace Biden if he decides not to run again or somebody makes that decision for him. Newsmax magazine has 750,000 readers. That would be a great place for my picture on the cover of the magazine. One day, you can hope. All right, I got to go, but here is a baby video. This is my daughter, Madeline, at the top of the stairs. Lee, she come on is down. two. Ah, there she is. She's thinking about going down the steps, but those steps are so big, she needs a little bit of a help. Oh, I, I take it back. She's actually coming down the steps. Anyway, isn't that adorable? Love them so much. To be continued, I'll see you tomorrow.